Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was little more than a year ago that a puppy was brought to the shelter for homeless animals on New York's Upper East Side. At the same time, there was a young man named Tony Schwartz who lived alone in an apartment on the west side of town. And Tony decided that what he wanted most in life at this moment was a dog. The CBS Radio Workshop. Dedicated to man's imagination. The theater of the mind. Today, the actual story of a dog's life, as shared and recorded on a portable recorder by Tony Schwartz. It was February 3rd, 1956, when Tony Schwartz appeared at the information desk of the animal shelter to ask for a dog. An ordinary, plain, everyday dog. You have to sign an application here, and uh, you go in and look at the dogs, and you select something you see, and you come out, and you sign a release on it, and your name and your address. When you come out here, you have to show identification of some kind, and uh, we fill this out for you. You pay $3 and make out a license certificate, and you take the dog home with you. Tony was passed on to an attendant who took him downstairs to the room where the dogs are quartered. On the way, Tony explained he was looking for a nice, quiet, ordinary dog. In thinking about a dog, Tony hadn't thought about a particular dog, just a quiet companion to curl up at his feet as he sat in his armchair. Uh, a dog, that's all. But it wasn't that simple. Here there were lots of dogs. Which dog would it be? Finally, he saw one that he thought might do. But would this puppy be the one he thought about? What kind of a dog was it, anyway? Now, this is a wire-haired terrier cross. He's about uh, two months. He was uh, brought in here by a lady that uh, couldn't keep him in the house. There were some uh, restrictions there. So she brought him in, and I'm pretty sure we'll get a home for him very soon. Is it really a male? Oh, no, this is a female, my mistake. I keep calling him he's, but he's really a female. She's really a female, I should say. Tony decided to take him, or rather her. A couple of hours had gone by, and he was late for work. But the dog needed a physical examination before they could go home. Well, the most important thing to do is to have a shot of antiserum immediately providing we find your dog in perfect health. So we'll examine him, 
look him over in every detail, take his uh, temperature, examine the membranes of the mouth, and uh, ascult his heart, see if he has any congenital heart disease, see if his lungs are congested at all, or if there's any signs of pulmonary disorder. We'll look her over and uh, see that she's completely healthy in every respect as far as we are concerned. The serum contains antibodies. It's very similar to the polio shots in children that have been exposed to the disease. It also protects the dog during that first period that you have it at home, 10 days to two weeks. At this stage, I would feed approximately four times a day. Uh, the requirements are very high for protein and vitamins, so we advise meat, milk, and eggs primarily. Uh, this can be varied at times with whole fish, filet of whiting, haddock, things of that sort. Was he adopting a dog or a baby? Physical examinations, protective shots, special diets? Well, finally that was over. He could take his dog home after he got the license. All dogs owned or harbored in the city of New York must be licensed regardless of the age. You must purchase a license as long as you harbor a dog. The license costs $3 per year. The dog year is from May the 1st until April the 30th of the following year. I'd like to know sex, breed, age, and color, and any markings, the name and address of the owner. Mm -hmm. That's all Tony I filled out and filed the proper form and gave the man $3. In return, he received a metal tag with a number stamped on it, M7953. Now, what came next? Nothing. It was hard for Tony to believe that he was now free to take his puppy home. As soon as they left the shelter, Tony felt the small animal in his arms begin to shiver. The weather was warm, or maybe the street frightened him. Tony decided the best thing to do was to get her home fast. I want 425 West 57. Sorry, sir. We don't take dogs in this cab. Okay, thank you. Well... If that's the way it was, he'd have to take a bus. Sorry, but no, we don't take any dogs. That left the subway. But a subway guard told him the same thing. So, Tony carried a trembling puppy two miles through crowded streets to his apartment. He finally set her down in the middle of the living room floor. She began walking around the room sniffing at almost everything. Tony had a vague sense something was missing. Something was wrong. Maybe she was hungry or thirsty. Maybe she had... Well, Tony felt he needed professional help. He'd have to skip work today. He picked up his puppy and headed for the neighborhood pet shop. But on the way, Tony met his landlord in the elevator. Uh, look, uh, I hope that uh, dog is housebroken. Tony hoped so, too but he'd have to worry about that later. He went out into the street carrying the puppy in his arms. That's a baby! Look at that sweet little baby! What's his name? A name? Well, Tony hadn't even thought about a name. How do you name a dog? Well, he'll find out later. He's a cute dog. How come you didn't cut his tail? Clip her tail? What was that all about? Why should anyone want her tail to be clipped? And how do you housebreak a dog? Finally, they reached the pet shop. 
Well, I've got this little puppy. Yeah. Uh, what do I need for it? Do I need a bed or anything? Well, first of all, is the puppy clean? And he hasn't got any fleas on him or anything like that, has he? No. Well, if he wasn't clean, why, I, you can give him a dry bath. You understand? That would take the odors away on the door, on the puppy, and uh, keep the puppy clean. Then, of course, you need a little collar for him. You want to... Uh, you want to break them into a leash and collar, which is very important. And uh, I can give you a little leash and collar. Now, of course, you need a feeding schedule, too. And I've got one here. Here's your little feeding schedule. Uh, you can read it over. If you want to ask me any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. Do I need a bed? Well, you need a bed, yes. I would suggest a little basket with a little uh, pillow in it. And uh, <clears throat> you need uh, a couple of dishes, one for water, one for food. Toys are very good. Uh, as far as toys are concerned, you can give them a little... Tony left with a bundle of supplies, a sense of relief, and an empty wallet. Arriving home again, he prepared lunch for the puppy. Well, there was nothing wrong with her appetite. And as soon as she finished eating, Tony decided to walk her right away. But when he tried to put the new collar and leash on her, <coughs> apparently walking beside her lord and master didn't mean a thing to the dog. Tony had to pull her out on the street. He didn't even have a name to call her by. Now that was the next problem. What would it be? Tony decided to find out how other people named their dogs. I figured I'd use the name Louie. My dog's name is Capers. I named him after a horse, which we have. My dog's name is Boo-Boo, uh, Boo-Boo the Woodlands, and her name came from our place in the country, plus the fact of Boo-Boo uh, is known as chocolate, and that's her color. And my other poodle, which is the same color, and she's called Jolly of Jura. Well, she's a little broad in the beam, so we named her Fanny. Sir Lancelot. That was his pedigree name. Of course, it's been shortened. He's Lance now, or Lancey, as the case may be. Lucky? How'd you name him? Some neighbors said, oh, what a lucky little dog to have in such a nice home. Oh, I says, that's enough. Lucky's his name. I says, have it lucky. I wanted to give him a different name, but she gave him Lucky. Can't win from a woman. <laughs> no, it's Lucky. I wanted to call him Buster or something like that, but... But he's a nice-looking animal. His name is Holly House Philippe, the real French name, so we call him Flip-Flop. What is his name again? Holly House Philippe. We call him Flip-Flop. Peppy. When we first uh, bought him from Gimbel's, he looked like he was more dead than alive, and uh, he laid there in a the corner, so I just figured he has no life at all. We, and we just called him Peppy, figuring that... Uh, Maybe someday he'll grow up to have a little life. Sinbad. He's a child of sin. And so we called him Sinbad. Button. Because he's as cute as a button. Timothy O'Tara. Finian's Rainbow. George. Demitas. We called her Susie. We didn't have any children at the time. And uh, when this uh, particular dog... Tony finally bought a paper-covered book, uh, Naming we Your Baby. That evening, he went through the lists of girls' names in the book, trying out each one on his puppy out loud. He was close to the end of the alphabet when he found the name. 
Tina. Yes, Tina. Tony and Tina. That was it. Now, what about this housebreaking business? Again, Tony sought advice. If you want to housebreak the dog, I would suggest some, uh, some scent uh, that we have here for housebreaking a dog. What's that stuff called? Well, sometimes I... It's called fire plug. Very good, very good. Tony, if, um, if the dog makes weary in the house, if, he's ha if you have to make him a housebroken, you have to slap him with a newspaper. Then if he doesn't do it again, he's housebroken. I see, and if he does it again, what do you do? You slap him again and put him out. And if he does it the next time, swap him out and do the same thing. But if he doesn't do it the next time, he's housebroken. It looked like time and patience were the answers. But while Tony was wondering where he'd get the time and patience, someone again brought up the matter of Tina's tail. Tony never realized that the issue of full tail versus no tail could be such a controversial one. I definitely think you ought to cut the tail. Why? Because you're spoiling the breed of the dog. The dog demands the tail be cut. The dog demands? Well, I mean the breed of the animal. I see. So what I... What do you mean by the breed? Well, this is a wire here. And all wire hairs have a short, clipped tail. And this is the only one floating around in New York City with a long tail. You're spoiling the breed. All wire hairs have their tails clipped. You're spoiling the breed of the dog by not clipping its tail. His appearance, at any rate. It isn't standard for, a, for a, a wire hair to have a tail waving in the breeze. It isn't right for a wire hair to have a tail waving in the breeze. I don't think it's very good to have their tails clipped because I think that they have enough of a tail, but if it gets too long, like when it's sad, I think, doesn't it go under their feet? Well, if it goes under their feet, it may drag along the ground, it may get dirty. And I know you can't clip it off and wash it, then hang it back on again. I don't believe in, in clipping dogs' tails. Why not? Because they're born with those and they have a right to them, and why shouldn't they have them? Wagging the tail is smiling. And why take their smiles away from them? The wag of a dog's tail is a smile. Tony's final decision was to leave Tina with a smiling tail. <coughs> Tina gradually felt at home in Tony's apartment, but Tony's early plans for home life with a dog didn't seem to work out as he had expected. He had tried to train Tina to curl up at his feet after dinner, but it was only after Tony was comfortably settled in bed for the night that Tina wanted to curl up on his feet. And so with Tina in bed with him, Tony reflected that at least he wouldn't have to train Tina to bring his slippers in the morning. She had chewed them up. It was not only at night that Tina was getting away. One day she dragged him to a nearby hotel. Tony found out why. The place was full of dogs. These are obedience-trained dogs working toward degrees. And the first degree that you get in the novice classes is a CD degree, which means companion dog. The next degree is a CDX, which means companion dog excellent. And the next degree is utility dog, which, of course, that's like receiving a college diploma. I'm Mrs. Gordon Young, and I'm president of the Poodle Obedience Training Club. 
And this is Mrs. Harding. An obedience training club for dogs. It suddenly occurred to Tony that schooling might not be a bad idea for Tina. But where could he enroll a dog without a pedigree? He went back to the shelter for homeless animals for advice. I have some problems with my dog. Like well, uh, we have what we hope is a very good answer to this. The ASPCA has training classes that they hold on Tuesday nights uh, down at the Washington Irvium Gymnasium. And uh, you can take your dog down there and he can learn how to walk to heal properly, uh, how to come when you call him, and how to stay in one place. What do I do? Do I just take him down there and leave him on Tuesday night? No. Uh, in fact, the whole theory of our course is that we train you to train your dog. So we put you on the floor, we explain to you what to do, and then from then on, you train the dog. And so Tina and Tony went to school. For graduation, you know, your dogs are going to have to do a one-minute sit-stay and a three-minute down-stay. So you are only allowed to give one stay. If you have to give twice, that is failing according to AKC rules. Just give your hand signal and give your stay command and leave your dogs. Are everybody ready? Stay. One command, and they're supposed to hold that position for one minute. Well, that would be failing, of course, but you've got a long way to go yet. Now, last week, for the first night, you were allowed to say the word sit when the dogs came to a halt. Now, tonight, I don't want to hear the command. I will say halt. You say nothing. But if the dog doesn't sit, spank him down and then pat him with the same hand, giving praise. All right, ready? Forward. My heel. Good, fellow. Now, no, no command, halt, spank, pat them. Good, fell, spank them down. All right, just watch over there, will you? All right, forward, my heel, good, fellow. Halt, don't say anything, just spank After a few sessions, there was considerable improvement in Tina's deportment. Tony even bought himself a new pair of slippers. It was then that Tony's girlfriend suggested that since Tina was going to school, she ought to be properly groomed. Tony wasn't too keen on the idea, but they looked up the advertisements. Grooming and boarding, air-conditioned, doctor in attendance, East 67th Street, by appointment only. Good afternoon. May I help you? Yes, I'm Mr. Schwartz. I called in. Oh, yes, Mr. Schwartz. You have Tina. You have an appointment to have her bathed and clipped. Uh, will you have a seat, sir, and I'll call the groomer out. Fine. In a few minutes, Tony brought Tina to the groomer. I brought my dog here. I hope you can do something with her. Could you tell me whether you could take this dog and do anything with her? Oh, I think we'll be able to uh, fix her up for you real nicely. The main thing is, how do you want her clipped? I mean, like a show dog or just like a regular pet? Well, uh, my friend told me to bring her here and get her clipped and uh, whatever you'd recommend. Well, I'll explain it to you. The show clipping method is to strip it down. That takes longer and it's more expensive. But that's done by hand. Now, the other way is to do it with the clippers. That's faster, it doesn't take as much time, and it's cheaper, too. Yeah. And wh what will you do to her? Well, we will take her down on the body. We'll leave her nice and smooth on the body. The legs will be left full, just a little bit of trimming done on them. The tail will be shaved, will be plucked, and uh, the head we'll try to accentuate 
make it look long and lean, which is the real terrier head. We'll leave a nice mustache and eyebrows on her, and the ears will be trimmed. And we'll do her toenails and her teeth, bathe her. Well, she'll be a dog that she'll be proud to take on the street. She'll look real sharp. When Tony called for his dog later in the day, he wouldn't have even believed it was her, except that she recognized him. He took her over to his girlfriend to see what she thought. She's different. She's a different dog. Everybody had to hear about it. She got on the phone. She's different. She's a different dog. But the longer you look at her, she is, I mean, to be objective, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. Her, the brown in her is just beautiful. But her face, I'm so sad about it. Where did you see her? I, I didn't know what to do. I really wanted to cry. He, I think he cut too much off her head, though. Yeah. Silky. Like little silk things, and they stand up. And she's like a wrinkle in her forehead when she stands her ears up. But I can hardly wait for the hair to grow on her head. <laughs> I think he took off too much, frankly. The newly groomed Tina continued at school and was graduated with high honors. And gradually, she and Tony began to settle down to a kind of tranquility. But then one day, Tina refused to eat. She behaved strangely, walking around the apartment in circles, licking the floor. Tony rushed her to the veterinarian. From examining your dog, it appears that she has a false pregnancy, or technically a pseudosiesis. Uh, this occurs in, in people, and many folks feel that uh, such a thing does not occur in dogs. However, it is very common, particularly so in city dogs. She hides in closets and under the bed and makes a nest. Uh, if there are do dolls or toys about, she accepts these as her puppies and nurses them and hides them and fondles them and so forth. And uh, it's really a strange syndrome. We have been able to uh, treat this very successfully from two aspects, from the hormonal aspect by giving female uh, hormones. Uh, the psychic aspects have been brought under control very, very nicely with these newer tranquilizing drugs that they're using in people now, such as Milltown, Equinol, etc. With so, a miracle uh, of Milltown, Tina was soon restored to normalcy. There was no litter of imaginary puppies to care for. of what we've heard, Tina has not made life simpler for Tony. Why does he put up with him? Why does anyone want to bother with a dog? Well, ask anyone who owns one. Even though they're on a lot of trouble in the beginning when they're young, uh, as the years go on, uh, they mean so much to you that you forget all of the trouble when they were puppies. They are so wonderful. They eventually become just like a member of the family. Well, I love it. I mean, I didn't really mean to get one in New York, but um, well, one of those days I just decided to get one. I mean, no particular reason. It's a lot of work. I have to walk him three times a day, and it's uh, quite a headache, but I think it's worth it. You don't own the dog. The dog owns you. But... Uh... A great many compensations. You have love and affection, something you never had before. They're simpler to relate to at times than people. When you just want love and warmth and affection, they're there to give it to you. I feel that the animal is part of me. I really do. Well, I don't consider doing anything for a little animal trouble. Look at that. Look at the way he's behaving now. 
Isn't that all worth the little trouble that you might go to? And the longer you have them, the more you wonder how on earth you did without them. Oh, they're worth every hour of trouble that they ever give you, and more. There's no question but that living with a dog presents problems and struggles. But so does living with humans. But what about the dog? He has been pushed and pulled, clipped, trained, patted and yelled at. Why doesn't he just bite his master and be done with it? Well, for that, you'll have to ask the dog. You have been listening to the CBS Radio Workshop and A Dog's Life, as shared and recorded on a portable recorder by Tony Schwartz with narration written by Elliot Gruskin, narrated by Ralph Bell, and produced in New York by Paul Roberts. This is Dick Noel inviting you to listen again next week when, from Hollywood, the CBS Radio Workshop presents Heaven is in the Sky, an actuality broadcast of the tragedy of the Pacoima school disaster in which a disabled DC-7 fell into a crowded schoolyard.